Welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff, your weekly intentional manifesting check-in and tune-up, where I share cutting-edge tips and techniques for how to intentionally manifest your reality more in line with your desires for it, all of it in line with new paradigms from quantum physics. In this episode, we're going to discuss the difference between you and yourself. I'm going to tell you what a self is and talk to you about its true role or job. And then you don't want to miss it when I reveal how to employ yourself in its true job and how to help it do that job. I'm Greg Kuhn, the Law of Attraction Science Guy, author of the life-changing Why Quantum Physicist book series, and your host. This is an episode I'm very excited to share with you. Let's get started. I'm going to begin today's episode with a proposition. I propose that you are a corporation. A corporation is an organization that's authorized to act as a single entity. You, the corporation, are an organization of four things. One, a physical body, including your brain. Two, constant input from other people, places, and things. Three, unceasing manifestations of reality and interactions with it. And four, the non-physical you that we call a self. The physical body and brain, the time-space event that we call you, is actually a collective of systems acting in concert. A colony of systems, all cooperating to form the physical entity you call you. And that physical entity is, of course, a huge component of you. Also, other people, places, and things are part of the corporation or organization called you. Of course, you were originally created by other people. And other people, places, and things continue to create you still to this day by assigning value to you and by responding to the perceived and actual value of you. Your reality, manifest in collaboration with the quantum field, is another part of the corporation or organization called you. The collective entity you call you is shaped by the versions of reality it manifests, both in practice, by the opportunities and experiences provided by its reality, and in principle, by the way its reality forms its identity and value value both actual and perceived. And your self 
is the fourth component of the corporation or organization called you. Yourself is non-physical. It doesn't reside within your body or brain. Some people call this a soul. Your self is the decision maker and the thinker. Each of those four components that provide you with a you are essential. None of them should be trivialized. None should be ignored. Each of them has an important role to play in the creation of a fulfilling, satisfying you. And employing each properly is paramount. There is no way around it. You, the corporation or organization, are, in large part, public-facing. Most of you is performative. Meaning, others can see what you are doing and what you are unable to do. They see where you succeed and where you fail. Others form judgments about you based on such results. They assign you value based on them. And so does your self. Even if it is uncomfortable or even intimidating to think about sometimes, you are a public entity, which means that you have value, actual value and perceived value. You can grow in value as well as shrink for a variety of reasons. Some of those reasons are controllable, and others aren't. Others will want to invest in you, or not, all based on your value, actual and perceived. Others will want to work with and help you, or not, based on what they understand about you and your value. There are obviously ways to increase the odds of you having high value to others and ways to create the greatest possibility that others will want to work with and help you. Among these, being successful is important. Having efficacy is another powerful method. Demonstrating honesty is compelling. Showing reliability attracts others. Producing consistently is sought after. These are all examples of methods that entice others to want to invest in, work with, and help you. But at the end of the day, others will always evaluate you on their terms and assign you value as they determine. Sometimes it won't be fair. Sometimes it won't be equitable. That's unfortunate, but real. You can and should, however, always do your best to influence those others. 
But ultimately, right, wrong, or indifferent, you won't control or dictate their decisions. There is one component of the corporation or organization called you that is always within your control, however. Your self. Your self evaluates and creates you on an ongoing basis, just as the other three parts of the corporation do. Your self, however, plays a very unique role in the corporation called you. Yourself is the CEO of that corporation, the head honcho, the big enchilada. Yourself is the boss of you. Before going any further with this, let's discuss what a self is. The science of self has emerged in the 21st century as a fascinating new branch of science. One of my favorites, in fact. While there is not yet consensus on what a self is, here is my definition based upon what we know. A self is the non-physical decision-maker and thinker of you. A self is still part of cosmic consciousness. It has not manifest as a physical time-space event. A self is not found in your body or your brain. Rather, a self is still part of the quantum field, or what we might call ultimate reality. As mentioned before, some people refer to the self as a soul. A self is the same energy from which you and the rest of material reality are manifest. A self is not a physical body and brain. Rather, a physical body and brain is a vehicle, a vehicle for a self to experience life in 3D time space. While the other three components of you, the corporation, have tremendous influence, yourself is the decider. The other three components contribute reasons for decisions and thoughts. Yourself makes the decisions and has the thoughts. As CEO, yourself gets to call the shots. Which means that yourself has tremendous authority and power over you. But, like any CEO, with great authority and power comes great responsibility and accountability. Here's what I'm talking about. Let's examine what a CEO does. The CEO of a corporation is responsible for providing the corporation's vision. The CEO is responsible for deciding what will be accomplished, attained, or manifest by the corporation, and why. The CEO is also responsible for creating plans to accomplish, attain, or manifest that which has been envisioned. 
The CEO is responsible for executing those plans, for putting them into action. And the CEO is responsible for the outcomes of those actions, the results. That's a lot of responsibility with a lot of people watching, many of them judging the CEO. The vast majority of what others will watch and judge will be the outcomes or results of the CEO's actions. Most will not be privy to the CEO's vision, nor plans to realize that vision. They will only see success or failure. Fair or not, that's how it works. As far as we know, yourself didn't ask to be the CEO of you. Yourself didn't apply for the job. But whether it's wanted or not, yourself is the CEO of you. The only choice is whether yourself takes the reins and does its job intentionally or lets things play out randomly or by default. A you without a self intentionally fulfilling the job of CEO is a rudderless boat. And when stormy weather hits, which it always does, that boat is going to be completely at the mercy of nature. It will go whichever way the wind blows. Fortunately, yourself, like any other CEO, doesn't have to do the job alone. The other three components of you, the physical body and brain, the constant input from other people, places, and things, and the unceasing manifestations of reality and interactions with it, they are all yourself's allies. Satisfying those three other components of you is how you use them as allies. Obviously, having success is the most immediate way to satisfy them. And while there are many other avenues available to yourself to satisfy and employ the rest of you as allies, the most powerful way to do so is also the method yourself always has complete control over. And that is making sure your you satisfies yourself. Make sure your you satisfies yourself by always giving your best effort. Your best effort to follow good plans, or as I refer to them, hypotheses, for how to best manifest the versions of reality you truly desire. That's it. At the end of the day, that's all you have to do to satisfy yourself. And of course, that's all you really can do as well. So truly, giving your best effort is all that you are responsible for. If you give your best effort each moment 
to follow good plans or hypotheses for how to best manifest the versions of reality you truly desire, you will satisfy yourself. And when you satisfy yourself, you almost always satisfy the other three components that comprise you. Each of the four components of you need to be satisfied that you are giving your best effort to follow solid plans, to manifest the best you and the most desired version of reality. In addition to satisfying yourself first and foremost, another powerful method is to hold yourself accountable to the other three components of you. Hold yourself accountable for utilizing the other three components to create your vision and your plans to bring it to life. Be transparent with the other three components of you. Tell them what you are going to do and then do what you've told them. Sell the other three components of you on the vision and the plan, just like any other CEO does. Then enlist their help bringing all that to life. Work with them. Use them to help execute your plans or hypotheses for how to best manifest your vision. Those other components are, after all, invested in the success of you, almost as much as your self is. So treat the other three components of you as the indispensable partners they are. The physical body and brain, the constant input from other people, places, and things, and the unceasing manifestations of reality and interactions with it, when you make yourself accountable to them, you increase their confidence and trust, so they're even more inspired to work with you and help you be even more successful. And now, my quantum tip. A brief, powerful takeaway that you can employ right now to help your intentional manifesting. A while back, I heard a sociologist on National Public Radio's Fresh Air. They said that every generation in recorded history has always looked back upon the past and felt that times used to be simpler less hectic, and simply better. You know what I'm talking about. You might be old enough already to be able to look back on the good old days. You understand, then, that you will one day look back on right now and long for these simpler times. Live your life fully invested with gratitude today in full knowledge that you're currently living in the good old days of the future, right now. Thank you for joining me today. 
I want to invite you to download a free copy of a book that I've written for you called How Reversing Seven Words Can Change Your Life. All you need to do is visit my website, whyquantumphysicists.com. You can download your free copy of this life-changing book, which is a condensed distillation of many of the most important things I learned as I first began to apply my life completely to quantum paradigms. And while you're there, will you please ask me a question about intentional manifesting? Use my contact form or click the microphone in the little blue circle on the bottom right of my website, then leave me a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you either way, and it will be fun to answer questions on the show. I had a lot of fun making this episode. I'm very grateful that you've contributed by giving it your time and attention. I don't overtake that for granted, and I will continue to work hard to deserve more of it. I hope you make the most of your time until the next time that we meet again, which I hope is real soon.